1: Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today as always is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's currently day two of no work so I decided to get a new job as the island owner of Chili's on Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah? Does that pay well? So far, yeah. I I have a lot to do. Like, right now, I have to set down three different homes for three different friends that are occupying my island, so I am excited to do that. Sounds like you're keeping busy. That's good. I am. Like... But yesterday was really bad. Like, I think I spent literally from, like, 9 a.m. to, like, 6 p.m. playing Animal Crossing. (laughs) That's
2: a lot. It
1: it is a lot. So, to make myself not feel like a lazy piece of shit, (laughs) I've decided that every hour that I spend playing Animal Crossing, I have to do... One mile on the treadmill. So I was a little kind to myself last night and I did six miles, even though we all know I played way more than six hours of Animal Crossing. But I don't know. I just I I want to make myself feel like I'm not doing anything all day or doing something all day. So I'm like, might as well exercise or something, because if I don't, then I'm just going to be bedridden for this whole time. We're going to be indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Projects are good. Yeah, my legs feel like jello, but that's a good sign. But how are you doing? How's your uh, week been? Um, you know, it's been
0: pretty weird and stressful because, of course, we were hearing you know a lot of different conflicting things about what New York was going to do in terms of a shutdown, and then. Friday afternoon, we learned that as of 8 p.m. tonight, which is Sunday night, um, New York is going on pause, they're calling it, but it's basically, you know, shelter in place order, and so starting tomorrow, I'll be working from home and not leaving the apartment except to, like, go get food,
1: I guess. Okay, I mean, I'm glad that you'll be at home and be safe. Are you all stocked up on food and everything?
0: I mean, I have a lot of, of canned goods and dried pasta and
1: stuff and a lot of ramen I can get by for a while. That's good. That was one thing that I wish I had before going into all this. Because, you know, obviously, you know, going to the stores now and there's no ramen no oatmeal no like mac and cheese like all the easiest things to make like all that is gone so if I were to go back in time and get some things I think I would get ramen
0: yeah I mean I had I went um yesterday morning because I wanted to like get milk and check for bread and they had Apparently just restocked. So they had like all their ramen was full. So I got some more and managed to get a loaf of bread. That's
1: what I really wanted. So. Are you particular on your bread or do you just grab whatever is there? I mean, in general, I
0: like the heartier breads that have like, you know, like the multi-grain. What are the ones that have like seeds and stuff in them? But at this time it was okay i just want to have some bread so i can have like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich
1: (laughs) there you go okay so i know that it's like a big california thing but are you guys obviously suffering with a toilet paper outage too um it's been i mean i haven't checked like because i stocked up
0: like a week ago and that was fine. Like, I mean, the shelves weren't completely full, but they weren't utterly wiped out either.
1: I don't know what it's like now. I haven't seen toilet paper in a store for, like, two months. <laughs> like, it's insane. I went to the grocery store on... Actually, I went to three different grocery stores on Monday And I had never seen or felt anything like that experience. Like we've had a lot of wildfires here in California. So it's like, I'm familiar with, you know, the kind of stress feeling where it's like, you know, I have to grab everything. I have to grab this or that. But I've never seen like all the paper products, you know, non-aisles, like multiple aisles empty. Like it's insane. And like I went to Costco, I had to pick up my glasses the other day, and there was like a long line out the door. like I think it took me like 20 minutes to get inside, and they had a list of like all the things that they didn't have, like toilet paper, eggs, lysol it's It's very interesting that toilet paper is on that list
0: yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out in the next couple of weeks.
1: I'm interested to see who's hoarding all of it because, you know, there's obviously like people that, you know, like that one person who did that story, I think it was at the New York Times, there was something where they were trying to resell everything on Amazon and Amazon was like, no, fuck you, you're awful and we're not accepting that. And he just has like boxes and boxes of hand sanitizer. Like you've got to think that there's some people out there with toilet paper. Yeah, I think so.
0: But also I was reading, I was reading an article that was talking about how carefully calibrated the orders for for grocery stores are. And so how, because they, they don't want to keep a bunch of backstocked inventory. And so even... Even a small percentage increase in the number of stuff being sold can cause the shelves to be wiped out in a day, even if they you know, even if there's a new shipment coming in the next day, you know, if you go in at four o'clock in the afternoon, everything looks wiped out. And so that contributes to people thinking there's shortages and a panic. And really it's just like because there hasn't been the time to adjust. The supply issues in terms of ordering. It's not that the stuff it do- isn't there. It's not that there's shortages in terms of stuff being made. It's that it's not being properly allocated to stores yet, and that's just because of it. Even if it's just you know a ten percent increase in in people's regular shopping, that has a huge impact in, in terms of what's available on a certain day. That's interesting. Yeah. It's something I hadn't thought about.
1: Yeah. It just, it's been really making me sad seeing all these people, you know, having to wake up like four or five in the morning to go to the grocery store to, you know, wait in line to get like toilet paper. And I mean, like, thank God, like there's like limits now and everything. But, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people like either ignoring those limits or being like, oh, like it says, I think it means two per brand instead of just two and I don't know it just greediness is something that I hate seeing from all of this you know like I get the whole you know survival thing but at the same time it's like you know get what you need only what you need and you know make sure to you know be kind to others and see that you know other people are trying to do the same thing as you so you know get only what you think you'll need for like I I I do like three weeks like you know, when I went shopping on Monday, I'm like, okay, like, I need breakfast items for three weeks. some easy. There's some fruit at home, and I like these little fiber one bar things. So, okay, I'll get, like, two or three packs of those. Harmless.
0: Yeah. When I was at Target a couple days ago, they were – they had somebody at the checkout who was enforcing, like, the stuff on – I mean, I don't know what else – what all they had limited, but – I heard him say, even when I was just, like, checking out at the little self-checkout, I heard the guy a couple times be like, hey, you can only get one pack of toilet paper. Hey, you can only get one pack of paper towel.
1: Wow. I'm going to be shocked the day I see a paper towel or a toilet paper (laughs) in the store. Because those are, like, luxury items right now here in California. Like... I'm on this like Facebook page for like the town that I live in, and every other post is like, "Hey, who has toilet paper? Who has toilet paper? What store has toilet paper? Oh, over here has toilet paper. The Walmart over here does. You know, the grocery store over here. You know, the Albertsons is fully stocked. Or, oh wait, ten minutes later, never mind. There's no more. Like, I don't know. But I also live in like a very small town in like, in San Diego, so it, it's hard it's hard to see because you know obviously like there could be people driving all the way down to our town to you know buy stuff because you know we're heavily stocked or maybe it's the other way around but it just it's it's interesting like seeing what's not available all the time
0: yeah and and sort of how that will continue because i mean if you stocked up on like you know, six months worth of toilet paper, then you, I would think at some point, stop stocking up on more toilet paper. And so that'll calm down, but who knows?
1: I hope so. I don't know. I just, I I hope that. And, you know, my heart goes out to, you know, all these people working in, like, grocery stores or, you know, restaurants. Like, holy shit. Like, these are our heroes right now. Like, I just mean, working hard. Yeah,
0: I feel weird about like all the like these memes I see going around about how great like service workers are, and I'm like, well, yeah, but where They're was that ad- work? Well, no, it's not just that. It's like where was that respect for their basic humanity when you weren't, you know, needing them to. Like, get you your food in a crisis. Yeah. Like, m- maybe you should have seen these people as people before now.
1: Yeah. I think so. And then that also goes for, you know, restaurants. Because we all know people who, you know, treat people who work at restaurants or, you know, fast food places like shit. And it just it's like, you should always treat people how you want to be treated. And you should always, you know, respect You know, those people that have jobs that, you know, possibly like jobs that you don't know if you would ever want or I don't know. Like I, I just have a lot of respect for, you know, everyone who's, you know, still out working, you know, still out doing this, you know, doing, you know, things out of the kindness of their heart. And I feel like kindness is something that is shining bright, especially during these times. So I just want to give props to, you know, those people who are, you know, working hard or selflessly helping others like that just it's wonderful to see and hear but how's the weather in new york are you guys still getting uh is it a little warmer now it's it's like this is the time in
0: new york where it's crazy because one day it'll be 70 and the next day it'll be 30
1: (laughs) shit that's like it's been raining on and off for like the past week and a half, and I don't know when it's gonna stop or when it's gonna start. Like, literally, I, th- I think it's sunny outside, but I think tomorrow it might rain. So, it's a terrible time for this weather to happen with all this, you know, sickness going around. You know, because especially like the crummy weather, like the more likely you know you gonna get sick or something. So, it sucks.
0: Yeah, we're supposed to, it might, like, snow tomorrow morning, but then it's going to rain the rest of the day. I mean, at this point, I guess it's not like I'm going to be outside, so fuck it. There you go. I mean, the one nice thing about working from home, and I think in general, working from home will not be good for me. Because it's, like, it's good to be able to, like, completely separate that, you know. But it will save me the 45-minute commute each way.
1: damn so i can get up like an hour later that's nice oh yeah sleeping in is great god i can't imagine like give props to you and for everyone having to make like long ass commutes like thank god like i only it takes me like less than 30 minutes to go like there and back from work like
0: yeah i mean the one thing for me is none of it is really active on my part. Like I go, I walk five minutes and I get on the subway and I sit and I play games on my phone or like read a book.
1: Yeah. But still commutes commute. Yeah.
0: In terms of like when you add up the amount of time on your life that you're spending on that, it can be quite a bit. Yeah. But I think what I'm going to have to do is still treat it like I'm going to work as in like, get up and get dressed like don't just sit around wearing pajamas all day I think that like maybe if it was a week that'd be fine but if it's, you know potentially like six to eight weeks or even longer than that I think I think that would be bad for my mental health
1: yeah I can see that I feel like every day we're all gonna have to you know figure out you know how to not go stir crazy and how to You know, adjust to this. Yeah, I'm going to have to like, yeah, yeah, like
0: go and take a walk every day. And yeah, it's it's weird because this is a situation where we don't know at all where it's going, which makes the stir craziness different. It's not like a blizzard or something where I think, okay, I'll be stuck inside for three days and then everything will go back to normal.
1: Yeah, we don't know the normal. Like, we don't know how long this is going to last. Like, you know, it it sucks because, you know, we... You know, because if there's a blizzard, then, okay, the next day, you know, you can go do this, you can do that, you know? Like, we can't really do much and we can't see anyone. Like, I have to... I have to internalize, not internalize, but it's like I have to face the fact that I won't be able to see Carlos for probably a month or two or more. And that's so fucking shitty. I mean, like, long distance already is annoying, but, like, when you can't physically, like, see each other, like, that fucking sucks. And yeah. tomorrow we were supposed to celebrate our two-year anniversary. Holy shit, it's already been two years, but... Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. I haven't scared him off yet. (laughs) It sucks that you're going to have to like do it over FaceTime or whatever, but yeah. And it just, it's really hard to not like just break down and be like, this all sucks. Cause it's like, I'm just, I'm so like, well, if there's, we literally can't do anything about it. So it's like, it's wasteful to sit here and get like super upset. But then it's like, you just, you gotta, you gotta get up and you gotta go, you gotta go do something, you know, go on a walk or go do something because if it's like I sit here and I think about it for too long, like I just drive myself nuts and that's not fun. So, yeah, we just, shit's going to suck, but, you know, you just got to find hobbies. Like I'm glad I have Animal Crossing and I'm glad I have, you know, the animals here.
0: Hey, just a second. Um, Can we go and pause? My work is calling me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, that was weird. There was nobody there, so not sure what that was. Hmm.
1: That's okay.
0: It might be we set up our phone system so things would get um, forward to our cell phones, and I'm not sure that it is completely working, so that might be it. Like, I don't know, like, maybe it came up because somebody tried to forward a call to my thing, and it comes up as the work number. We'll see. That's a new added wrinkle of interestingness.
1: Huh, well... I hope that all goes well and i, I hope that you know I, I feel like now is like the perfect time to like you know find hobbies or you know like watch a binge a tv show like didn't you say you were gonna get a switch
0: yeah but then i'm like okay maybe not when the economy is about to bottom out yeah i guess i think i think now is not a time to be spending money on anything i don't
1: need to be spending money on Yeah, that's a good point. I know. Like, I I keep seeing, like, a big thing right now, you know, in my town about how we should all be supporting local businesses. So, like, you know, call it a go order from, like, a restaurant in town or something. And I'm really interested in seeing how that will go. Because I already know that a lot of restaurants in my town are, like, actually shutting down. It's heartbreaking. But it's, like... I don't know like I don't know the dangers of you know like getting in my car or like grabbing something to go or having someone bring something here to me like I don't know like that's just it's it's very it's very interesting
0: yeah I don't know I mean it's just like the effects on like restaurant and hospitality is going to be devastating and you know having knowing a lot of people who work in those in, in those industries it's pretty scary
1: it is. It is. But um, do you want to talk about some Star Wars for a bit? I think we have just a little tiny bit of Star Wars news.
0: Sure. Oh, here I was going to ask this question before we get into news. Yeah. If, if you were going to be in isolation with any Star Wars character, who would
1: you pick? Ooh. that's so tricky because like like how like isolation so like are we on an island are we in a home no like 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 in a situation like
0: this so it's not like it doesn't do you any good to have somebody who is like a hero or anything because you're just stuck in isolation so it's not like who would you want on your side in a fight it's a very different question i think
1: probably baby yoda Oh, see, I I, I feel like it's got to be somebody you can talk to. I mean, you can talk to Baby Yoda. He just doesn't talk back. It's like talking to your cat, you know? Well, yeah, talking to your cat with the added, like, nuisance
0: of your... I mean, cats get into things, but Baby Yoda gets into everything.
1: Yeah, I know, but it keeps you on your toes. I think that would be exhausting. Yeah, I don't know. Here, let me try to think of someone else. Like, I don't know about Chewbacca, because... You know, if you speak Wookiee, you're fine, but. Um... Oh my God, I
0: don't know. Who would you choose? I've been thinking, I'm trying to figure out who, I mean, who in Star Wars I would argue with the least. And also, who would have, like, the most interesting stories?
1: Maz Kanata, maybe? Yeah, Maz is cool. Yeah. Ooh, I think Padme would be interesting listening to all of her stories and everything. Try to, you know, get some stories out of her and I think that would be fun. And she seems really well grounded, you know, down to earth, you know. I think we'd get along pretty well. There you go. Yeah. So, we have news this week yes I mean maybe so it is heavily rumored that the Mandalorian season 2 has guessed, has casted Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano
0: <sighs> whatever Star Wars
1: I just want to know why. Okay, like, I I don't have anything against her as an actress or anything. But I just hate, 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 hate that this has been, like, a fan casting for so long and it's happening. Like, I mean, I don't have any... I don't, like, I don't care about the casting. I
0: just, like, I don't... I mean, if you're going to do live action Ahsoka, just do fucking live action Ahsoka in her own show. And I've heard people saying that this might be like a backdoor pilot or something to get her that. But like, it seems unnecessary with a character who the f- f- like fandom likes as much as Ahsoka anyway. You don't really need to test it like that, especially if you're already doing like Obi-Wan and Cassian shows. And just let the Mandalorian be the Mandalorian.
1: You don't You don't need this gimmick. It seems very fanservice-y, too. Yeah. it just, like...
0: I like that The Mandalorian has, for the most part, really been its own thing. And it already has so many great characters. Um, You know, a, a lot of characters who have been entirely underserved by that show. And so... To to bring in Ahsoka, like, it's just, like, that's somebody's fan fiction. I mean, really, it's Dave Filoni's fan fiction. It's, like, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see if one of this actually happens and two, like, how she's going to look in live action. But also, like, the purpose of, of Ahsoka in this. Like, what is Ahsoka going to do? You, you know, know, the
0: is- purpose of Ahsoka in this is, like, saying that you have Ahsoka in it.
1: Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, if you have her in it, might as well, you know, give her something to do, you know? I would hate if it was just, like, a five-second cameo, you know, like we got from Solo, which is a movie I forget exists sometimes, but insert well-known character here. Yeah, it's just, I mean,
0: I don't know. Like, it's not saying they're going to do it terribly. I mean, I've you know, liked it almost every episode of the show so far I just I don't I don't like what it symbolizes in terms of like the direction of the show
1: I don't know and I feel like part of me too would have wanted to waited to know this news you know wait until you know I'm watching the show to be like oh shit like that's Ahsoka yeah, if it had been, like, a Baby Yoda surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I would have been a little happier with the surprise if I saw while watching it on my TV rather than, you
0: yeah, know, it, seeing yeah. It article on Twitter. Then at least you have the, oh, cool, or, like, oh, wow factor to carry you through, even if you end up thinking that it's not a great decision. Like, that first surprise is cool. Whereas now it's like, oh, man, this is just something for me to dread now.
1: Yeah, like, you never forget the first time you saw Baby Yoda. It was amazing. It was just... Because I
0: literally yelled at the TV, oh my god, it's a Baby Yoda.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think that's exactly what Rusty yelled, too. I just love Rusty's reaction. She's just like, oh, it's a Yoda! (laughs) Oh man, yeah, just you don't forget because it's like, you know, you're with the excitement that this streaming service that you've been waiting years for has finally arrived and then you're watching this great episode of something and then all of a sudden you see just something new and beautiful and God, The Mandalorian was so good. Just it came at such like a perfect time, you know, the beginning of the streaming service and just it. It made Disney Plus just shine so bright. It was very good. Yeah. Are you going to watch that new Pixar movie that's going to start streaming soon on Disney Plus? Onward?
0: Is it going to be on Disney Plus? Oh, yeah. It's like on the like. Okay. Yeah. Because I knew that it was going up on VOD, but I certainly wasn't going to pay to rent it. I'll, I'll probably watch it eventually.
1: At least start it. Yeah. I think you'll like it. It's cute. I'm glad that, you know, they're putting it on Disney Plus so soon, but also, like, shit, like, all these movies in the box office, you know, or just all these movies that are potentially being made. Like,
0: I feel so badly for the New Mutants, which was finally going to come out after being delayed, like, 1,000 times in a-, a couple of years after it was supposed to, and getting retooled. And then maybe not retooled, and then finally they're like, fuck it, we're just going to put it out and bury it, and now that's not even going to happen.
1: I just want to watch it to respect it. Like, to respect this movie that was supposed to come out many years ago, this movie that just keeps getting fucked on.
0: Here's the thing is, I actually really liked the last couple trailers. Oh, from For for a movie that was supposedly, like, completely reshot and redone, and then maybe that didn't actually happen because they're just like, fuck it. It looks like it might be closer to the horror movie that it was originally intended to be before they got scared of doing that. And yeah, I don't know. It's like, I like the weird mutant characters. And I also just like them doing something different, even if it's a huge disaster, just something that's not their normal, like, from rote, like all of their other movies. So I really, I really hope they just decide to put it out on VOD. Oh, fuck it. I'll pay 20 bucks to rent it.
1: Me too. Because I, out of just the respect of... God, when was this movie supposed to come out? 2016?
0: I mean, I don't even remember at this point. It's been a long time.
1: Because it looked like it was when Macy Williams was filming, like, three or four seasons ago on Game of Thrones. Like, it looks long ago. It had
0: a troubled
1: production. Oh, my God. Well, I wish them the best. I wish all the companies the best. I heard rumors that they're thinking of doing that with Wonder Woman, putting it on VOD or something.
0: That'll be interesting if we see that happen with one of the big blockbusters. Because that, I mean... That signals a major change in movie releases going forward.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done that with like, because uh, Mulan was supposed to be coming out, I think, last week.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then like, oh, there the, the Fast and the Furious got delayed a year.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Here we go. I've looking up New Mutants on Wikipedia, and the, it was first pitched by the guys who wrote it in, in 2015, they signed on to do it. Casting started in 2016. Ooh. And they shot it in 2017 with an original release date of 2018. so because like it got and that was like and then the the you know and then it ran into fox getting bought by disney and like it just like snowballed from there
1: yeah i i think i definitely feel like i need to see this just for like I don't know like i don't know if it's going to be like a good movie but i just i feel like i i just this movie needs some respect
0: i mean if nothing else it's an interesting curio
1: yeah i'm really curious about this movie because of how much it's been like delayed and i just want to watch it and be like is there a reason why it's been delayed or you know i, I don't know Who else is in it? Um
0: so Maisie Williams is Wolf Spain. Anna Taylor Joy is magic. And then it's a bunch of people I don't know.
1: I wish them the best. I hope that this movie releases and that everyone. Oh, the guy to... who
0: the guy who plays Jonathan on Stranger Things. Oh Oh, he's playing Cannonball, that's cool.
1: Okay, I like this. Yep, that's movie night one night. Hopefully. Yeah, we've been trying to watch like all the Harry Potter movies. So that's like we started like last Monday, but I think we only watched the first one so far, but I want to actually watch all the Harry Potter movies because I really don't think I've watched the last two in one sitting. Like I know what happens, but the last one I saw was four. I think that's the Goblet of Fire. See, yeah. Even know.
0: Yeah. yeah, it is because I was in college when that came out and I remember seeing it in the theater with a bunch of my friends pretty sure we drove to Columbus to see that
1: I'm pretty sure I was like in like third or fourth grade when I saw it and it was just like so dark and I'm like wow this is a lot and I think that was the last one we saw in theaters because it was just it was a lot three is my favorite
0: Because that's, like, an actual movie by an actual director. Even though, like, it deviates a lot from the books.
1: Yeah, I really need to sit down and watch those. I'm trying to think of what else, like, I could watch. I say that, but I feel like every day I'm given new uh, movies that people are asking me if I have or haven't watched. So, maybe I should look at my Twitter archives. and (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of suggestions. Oh my god, there are so many. I feel like every day I have a conversation with someone and they're about a quote movie and they're like, have, have you seen this movie? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind.
0: I have to figure out where I stopped rewatching The Sopranos last time I stopped rewatching The Sopranos. And if it's a point where I can just pick it back up
1: easily again. I need to watch that. I also want to watch The Band of Brothers, but right. I don't feel like I'm ready yet for that I don't like war shit. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Like, even the really, like, stuff that is objectively I know is really well done, I just don't like watching it. It's not my thing.
1: I feel like war stuff is always on in my house, like the History Channel or something. Like, I feel like watching, like, a war movie or something, like, strangely, like, makes me feel like, you know, I'm at home watching with my dad. Oh, like, that's, it, it just, it's so interesting. Like, I remember we saw that one movie that was, I forget what it was called, but it was directed by Angelina Jolie. I
0: oh, no and idea.
1: Who was starring in it? It was, I don't know, it was some, it was about, about a prisoner of war. And I don't know, it just, it's, I don't really see like war movies in the theaters as much, but that one was good. Um, I don't know where I'm going off of this tangent, but. Yeah I don't know I just like even though like war movies are like the worst for me to like deal with like the gore and everything like 1917 was like I was like closing my eyes like I think like 90% in the movie because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen what was going on (laughs) who was going to die this or that like any other gore for movies I can do with but gore that is like realistic gore or like war gore that's like this probably happened to someone probably worse you know when I hear people screaming for their mothers I'm like no I can't hear this even with like gone in the wind like I think they amputated someone's leg in the background and that freaked me the fuck out as a kid like I just have never been good with like realistic gore I don't think that's unusual
0: Oh, I watched Justice League yesterday.
1: (laughs) How did you like it? I mean, it's fucking hot garbage. But what was, like, the juiciest hot garbage? Like, going from, like, the beginning where Henry Cavill's mustache is CGI'd terribly, or, like, the end end of fight scene where it just looks like just, like, an orange filter is on everything. Like... I mean, it's all—it's all not good.
0: It's—I mean—I think the worst part is probably the Flash because that kid fucking sucks, and Jesus, the banter—I can't with the like, like the one-liners that that character has, it's just unbearable.
1: I don't know. I think for me in those movies, it just is weird seeing like Ben Affleck with everyone, you know? Because it's like, I feel like I never really accepted that Ben Affleck was really Batman. Because it's like, you see Wonder Woman, you see all these different heroes, and then you just see like Ben fucking Affleck just there. Just... Oh, see,
0: that's like the one, like, I really like Ben Affleck in this movie. That's oh, like really? the one, yeah. Like, I feel like, and I I damned Chris Fresh about this, uh, of the Geek Dudes, because he is a, uh, big supporter of the Ben Affleck Batman. But I actually, like, seen this, because I'd only seen parts of Batman vs. Superman, and that movie is utter trash. And this one is too, but I don't know, I feel like if Ben Affleck had been in a good Batman movie, people would think he's a really good Batman. But he's in a fucking Zack Snyder movie written by Chris Terrio, who is one of our worst living writers. And just has, like, nothing to do. And I get why he doesn't want to be Batman anymore. You know, he he talked about it. He's, like, he talked about how he, like, really liked the script for, you know, the movie he was going to do. And then, you know, his friend was like, if you do this movie, it will kill you because it's really, really bad for his substance abuse issues. And so I totally respect him not wanting to play Batman anymore or realizing it, realizing that he can't play Batman anymore. But I think Menef is a good actor when he has somebody good directing him. And I kind of like older, like middle-aged, weary Batman.
1: Yeah, I feel like as... A br- he's a good Bruce Wayne. Like, I see him... I see that like I see Bruce Wayne being like the Ben Affleck type or something but like imagining like Ben Affleck in the suit like I just like I see Bruce Wayne but it's like I don't see the actual Batman Batman but mm. it's interesting because with Robert Pattinson seeing like all the behind the scenes stuff I feel like every single time he's filming they take pictures which is fucking annoying let me wait until like he's actually on screen no but... it's smart
0: because I mean people are gonna get pictures and it's better to release them yourself
1: that's true. But I I see it through him. Like he's just this like ever since Twilight, like he's just this mysterious guy. Like you don't know much about him. And I see it. Like I see him in the suit. I see him outside of the suit. I don't I'm really excited for him whenever, you know, he has the opportunity to be on screen as Batman. Like I I'm ready for that.
0: I really like Robert Pattinson. And I'm excited for his Batman. I think that whole movie is going to be good. I like the entire cast. I think it's got a lot of weird and interesting choices. Um, mostly, I'm interested to see how they're doing Colin Farrell as Penguin because I fucking love Colin Farrell. But Robert Pattinson, you know, he did Twilight and he got super famous and made a, I'm assuming if he, if you know, hopefully he had a good agent, and made a shit ton of money off those movies. And he did some other bullshit after that. And then he decided, I'm going to do stuff that I actually want to do. And he's had a really interesting career. You know, he did the Cronenberg did, uh, movie. And he did, then he, like, last year he had The Lighthouse, which is an insane movie that he's super good in. He's an extremely good actor.
1: Yeah, I've always really liked him. Like... I, I enjoyed the Twilight movies for (laughs) what they were and I I don't know. Like I, I think I did like, I, I always enjoyed, you know, going to the theaters with my mom and my sister and watching the movies. You know, I read all the books. I, I don't know. Like I just have always liked him. I, I wasn't always sure about Kristen Stewart, but like, but I watched that, that one movie that she was in. Where she was like Snow White. It was like Snow White and the Huntsman.
2: That's
1: mm-hmm. a really bad movie. <laughs> Even though Chris Hemsworth is in it, like, I was gonna say
0: I knew I knew one of the Hemsworth was in it, but I wasn't willing to commit to which one it was.
1: Yeah, it was it was Thor because uh Miley Cyrus's ex-husband, Liam Hemsworth, was in The Hunger Games. And I just never got into The Hunger Games. Like, I feel like The Hunger Games is just, like, too much, like, cheese or just too much, like...
0: You can't say it's too much cheese if you watch Twilight.
1: I guess but it's like you know you like this type of cheese but then it's like you smell this type of cheese and you're like ew this is disgusting like i don't know and i just feel like there was just like so much like cgi around it and everything i just i never got into okay hunger no games. one none of the cgi in hunger
0: games is as bad as that fucking baby
1: oh my god i love how bad it is or the
0: fucking werewolves
1: oh i love the werewolves i love they Jacob. are
0: terrible looking that dude is one of the worst actors on the planet.
1: Oh, uh what's his name, Taylor Gottner? Taylor Gottner. He fucking sucks. Yeah. He's he's interesting. I just remember how his career started after the second movie when he got a haircut and got some muscles. Just everyone was going nuts about him. Like, I hate that when people You know, because people see them as an actor in a movie, then all of a sudden it's like they cut their hair and they start working out. Then they're like, oh my God, I love him. He's so hot. And it's like, fuck you. You know, like. He's gross looking. He has a weird baby face. Yeah. He did Taylor Swift for a while. And, you know, he was great inspiration for her album Speak Now. But. Taylor Lautner. And I remember when he was in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That was a phase. It was like a child actor, Taylor Lautner. But I don't know. I feel like Twilight was an era. And I feel like nothing. Well, also, like, Twilight brought so much. Like, if Twilight didn't exist, we wouldn't have Fifty Shades of Grey. And just it inspired so much terrible shit, too. But at the same time, like, Fifty Shades of Grey is just awful. Yes. But, I don't know, just Twilight has just brought, like, it brought us Robert Patton. It brought us Batman. Like, Twilight brought us Batman. And we should appreciate Twilight for doing that. And I'm I mean, maybe. A- maybe we don't know yet. This movie might be shit. But... He was good in the lighthouse, but there let me let me let me reward it for you. Twilight brought us the lighthouse. No, well, that's no, you can't do that.
0: That's not how that's not how things work. In terms of you have to like this movie because eventually one of the actors no. is in a movie that you really like.
1: You don't have to like it. Because you here's didn't... the thing is no, because here's
0: the thing is the lighthouse is gonna be an amazing movie whether or not Robert Pattinson is in it. And The Lighthouse is going to get made whether or not Robert Pattinson is in it.
1: Okay, fine. I'll go back to Batman. Like, Twilight brought us Batman.
0: Oh, yeah, because we've never had Batman movies before.
1: No, not not like this. Not We we don't have sparkly Batman. Vampire Batman. I just, I love that one scene in the second movie where, like, he he's about to go outside and show off, like, he's all sparkly and I, I don't know. I just always think about that scene and how weird it was. But I don't know. I just, Twilight was a big part of, you know, my adolescence. That's fine, but it's still shit. Oh, yeah, I accepted that shit. I mean, fucking like if, State
0: by the Bell was a big part of my childhood, and it's one of the worst TV shows you can watch.
1: Doesn't, yeah, I, I can't really stand Mario Lopez, so I just never really watched it. I just have never really been a Mario Lopez fan. Same with, uh, what other shows were like big, like Saved by the Bell. Um, I remember once a report, I wrote a report on Screech because he was arrested for a lot of stuff. And I was writing like a report about one of his arrests. For what? Um, It was like one of them. He was like causing... No, no. What oh. were you writing this report for? for a class because they were like what class i don't even remember all i know is that it was in community college and i wrote it while i was in the library because they were just like oh look at the news like who is someone famous being arrested for something right now and i'm like oh there's screech he had a bar fight he was arrested for it he was in jail for a couple hours posted bail sounds like you went to a really good school I got a degree from it so I can't complain <laughs> but no that was that was like community college that was like way way back when like 2014 2015 I don't know I've evolved but Emily yes Brittany did you watch Clone Wars
0: I did when I remembered to last night like 11 o'clock.
1: Oh, I did 10 a.m. this morning. What'd you think? It was fine.
0: Like, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I feel like with this whole thing, I'm like, you know, if this had just been, like, if this season had just happened back when the Clone Wars happened, I, I think I would be more favorable towards it, but... Because it has all this hype of, oh my god, this is the Clone Wars coming back after years and blah 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 blah, Clone Wars saved, all that shit. Like, it feels like this shit should be more special than it is. And it's really, it's just another season of the Clone Wars, which is fine. It just, I don't know. Like, it feels like it's supposed to be an event, and then isn't an event.
1: And that's how I felt too, because when it first came back, I'm like, yeah, the Clone Wars, but now I'm just... It just it's so slowly paced. Like I feel like I I see our friend Corey Ventac tweeting almost every single day that they should release the rest of the Clone Wars. Release the rest of the Clone Wars. And like I kind of agree with them because I feel like the the platform, you know, or just how the Clone Wars is and how it should be consumed. Like I really feel but, like it should be.
0: But wasn't the Clone Wars released episode by episode?
1: It was, but the very last season was released on Netflix and they released all the episodes. And I really like that. Cause it's like, okay, you move on to the next one, the next one. But I don't know. Like I just, I feel like I just, I want to rush it to get to the end because it's like, I know, I don't know what's going to happen in these episodes, but I know the end, you know, the siege of Mandalore. And I feel like, you know, I watch these episodes and I'm like, okay, yeah, siege of Mandalore is coming. The siege of Mandalore is coming. You know, the Bad Batch lasted a couple arcs. Okay, like the Bad Batch is almost ending. You know, this arc, you know, we're meeting some new characters. We get to see Ahsoka again. It's cool, but I don't know. I just think that there's like something missing. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it is what it should be, but I don't know what it should be. Maybe it, you know, this is exactly what it's supposed to be, a show that I don't particularly like, but you no, know, this is fine. You know, it was okay to see Ahsoka again. I liked Trace. And it was, you know, it was kind of cool to see Ahsoka talking to somebody who's not a Jedi or a clone.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I thought the Easter eggs were kind of interesting, like how she's on level 1313. Yeah. Um, I I really liked everything. I liked her in, interactions with the different characters. Um, I like when she you know finished fighting, and what was her name again? Trace. Trace, and Trace is like, "Wow, where'd you learn those moves?" And she's like, "Oh, my brother taught me." Yeah, that was cute. Um, yeah.
0: I yeah, I. It really makes me want something that explores the lower levels more
1: yeah because I mean it's hard to connect with these characters when we're only going to see them for like one or two more episodes you know and just seeing this you know underground world and knowing that we're only going to see it for a couple episodes is really conflicting because it's like we want to get to know what's going on down here but at the same time it's like that's all we're going to get for the rest of this series yeah, and it's really, I feel like it's something
0: that Star Wars could explore really well, which is these kind of vast class differences on some of these planets.
1: I enjoyed how that was mentioned a little bit and how Sokka was like, oh, you know, I'm from, you know, above here or upper grounds, you know, like she's really getting to know, you know, a different environment. And it's interesting to see you know how not only you know she's reacting to it, but how uh, trace is reacting to it. and you know it just it's interesting. Rafa was interesting too. I love Rafa's hair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she had good hair and I, I do I do enjoy the you know just doing anything to survive kind of sleazy characters. and it's it's nice to see that be a woman. Um, I do think the whole droid thing was kind of dumb. The, oh, oops, I forgot to put the restraint bolt in. Like, maybe, I don't know, I think I would have been better if it didn't, like, oh, the restraint bolt malfunctioned or something, because it would have made the character a whole lot less stupid.
1: Yeah, I feel like this episode was full of, like, falling and, like, running away.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that, which you can put in a bin with the tripping over everything, as far as I'm concerned.
1: I don't know if, as long as it's not Kaz tripping over anything, but but it is that. I mean, it is
0: that. Like exactly, like the. See, it's good thing I put the restraining bolt in when she's holding the restraint bolt. Oh no! Like that is like exactly all the shit that people were complaining about with resistance.
1: How does he trip so much? Like why doesn't anyone else trip? Like that's the thing I still question about resistance. Is why is Kaz so fucking clu- like? Why isn't anyone else clumsy? Like. I'm not it would be okay if anyone else was, a little, was clumsy too, but it just it's always Kaz.
0: There's a weird thing, and you see it in lower quality, like, young adult stuff, and you see it a lot in, in fan fiction with original characters where when they need to give somebody a flaw but don't want them to have a real flaw, they make them clumsy. I Which, by that. the way, also exists in Twilight.
1: Bella Bella was always, I feel like every movie she had like a new injury. Like, you know, she sprained her ankle, then she like, she tried to jump off. I don't know. I I also feel like Lois Lane kind of did that in Batman versus Superman. Like, I feel like Superman was always like having to go save her or something. Like, I hated that about Lois Lane. Like, let Lois Lane be this, you know, not have to be saved every five minutes you know
0: yeah just when you don't know what to do with somebody like Ghost Lane is a character who you can do really cool things with and she can stand on her own but tends to be regulated in movies to motivation for Superman to do something
1: I hate that like we're all our own people like let us be motivated by, you know, ourselves or like, I don't know. Why didn't I just hate that? You know, let Lois Lane be your own character. You know, let these people be their own characters, you know? I don't know. But yeah, that's true. And I don't know. This episode was fine. Like, I enjoyed seeing Ahsoka again, but I'm just I'm curious to get to know these characters a little more and seeing um what they all do together or like if they find out that Ahsoka's a Jedi or an ex Jedi. Yeah, I'm sort of
0: wondering where this is going in terms of this arc, because at least like I mean I didn't enjoy the Bad Batch, but I understood what that arc was. And from this episode I don't know what the next three episodes are in terms of story.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm guessing that maybe it'll end with Anakin coming to Ahsoka and being like, hey, I need your help with something. But her getting to the upper level somehow, maybe. But I just, I don't know how this is going to end or how this is going to turn into the next arc.
0: Yeah, like, does this arc immediately go into the next arc? I
1: don't know. This is an arc that, because like the Bad Batch was one that like we all knew existed, but this is like a new one. Like this is like either you know something. No, they they've had this in the archives for a while because I remember they had uh, the character designs for it. So this was just something that we had never really have seen. Like we've, I think we've seen like one or two clips from, but we haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. And I just think, too, that this season is so short. Like, I wish that we had more episodes of the Clone Wars so that we can get a taste of, you know, what's really going on with all these characters and, you know, how the war is really going to end. Like, I just don't want the war to end like this, you know, like in a snap, you know, like I want it to. But at the same time, you know, the season's been going on for like this has been going on for seven seasons now and of course, you know, our last season is the end, so of course we always say when it's the end we're like, oh, I wanted to go a little slower but I don't know hopefully the next couple episodes are we get to find out more about the characters and they're not full of falling or being chased by a robot
0: yeah yeah, less us chasing a robot would be good.
1: Yeah. Um, do you want to get to email? Sure. All right. This is from our friend Rebecca. Uh, fuck Mary, kill all films. Hi Canto Biters. I don't remember this one being done before, so here it goes. Full details in the PDF, but it's a fuck, Mary kill for all nine films in the Skywalker saga, done as trilogies and blocks, and as their own standalone trilogies. Thanks for the show and for the ongoing Mendo content. I look forward to seeing you both in 23 weeks of celebration. Roo-roo, Rebecca and per- Rebecca and Perth. P.S. Death Watch. Death Watch. Yeah, I really hope that... Uh, I mean, I'm not confident about Celebration and if it's still going to go on, but... I'm hopeful.
0: I d- can't imagine that
1: it's going to happen. Well, why haven't they announced it yet?
0: I mean, who knows. But I just it doesn't it doesn't seem remotely po- feasible at this point.
1: How can people afford it, too? You know, especially with everything going on right now, you know. That's my question, but I don't know. All right, so She sent us this beautiful PDF of you know everything boxed up. Um, I, this is this is
0: fairly elaborate for
1: one of the stupidest things we do on the show. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so it's split into so the the prequels, originals, the sequels, uh, one, two, and three, four, five, and six, seven, eight, and nine. So we'll do. So, do you want to just keep on doing this for, like, the upcoming weeks, or do you want to do all of them right now? Let's just do all of them right now. Okay. All right, Emily. Prequels, originals, and sequels. Go. Um.
0: Well, I'm killing the prequels. That's not going to surprise anybody. Um. This is so hard, with, because you have the originals where... I love all three films, but then you have the sequels where you have my favorite film, but then also maybe my least favorite film, which makes it difficult. Um, I think I'm going to marry the original trilogy because I think liking all three films is like a more steady sort of, you know, no big up and down, just good across the board Comfortable feeling. And then fucking the sequels. Because you have like the super high of The Last Jedi, even if like the next time it's a dud. Hmm. So at least I have like the super enjoyable of The Last Jedi and the nostalgia enjoyment of The Force Awakens which is maybe not a good movie, but I still love it. How about you?
1: You know, this is difficult because I love the prequels. Like the prequels are almost like what Star Wars is to me. So with that, I got to marry the prequels because just having that around me, you know, get to come home every day from work to the prequels. Like that's great. And I think I have to kill the sequels and and fuck the originals because you know it doesn't get any better than the originals. But they're just the the se- I I think I would have to kill the sequels just because just fandom the past you know couple of years with it has just made it really hard for me to you know connect with you know these movies. I still love them. You I know mean, they're still Star Wars. You know but i think that's why it's, it's like the originals are always there you know they're always that 11 o'clock p.m booty call saying you up you know like <laughs> i am up for the originals
0: okay and rebecca says she would fuck the sequels marry the originals kill the prequels uh I feel like I have to qualify some of these answers, so here goes. Of the prequels, I think I would just kill all of them. Not in a prequel-hating way. That's just way too much complications with all of them. The kill is the best option. Any other choice is just a lifetime of misery. <laughs> okay, so prequel movies. Uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Where
1: are you going? Okay, I gotta marry the Phantom Menace. Like, As crazy as it sounds, like I think that's my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Because it's the one that I watch the most. And it's just, I love it so much for what it is. You know, like, the plot. You know, the questions I still have about the midi chlorians, Even though, like, the pod racing scene is a little too long. Like, I just love, like, almost everything about it. So I gotta marry that. Um, I'm gonna fuck Attack of the Clones. Because it's a romantic film. There's romance and love in it. And there's nothing like a nice loving fuck. And then I will kill Revenge of the Sith only because it's sad and lava and just it was just a sad movie. And it's a movie that I don't revisit as much as an adult. I feel like as a kid I was always I would always watch it, but I don't know. I just I feel like now. I don't like going back to it. Like I don't know if just because like some of the flaws or some of this or that, but it think like, for me it's just it's really sad, you know, seeing how Anakin's actions really like fucked not only like all of his friends and his family over, but like the whole galaxy. And I just I hate having to sit down and watch that. What about you?
0: Um, I'm killing Revenge of the Sith because I think. My my dislike of Rise of Skywalker aside, I genuinely feel Revenge of the Sith is the worst Star Wars movie. Um, I hate it. Um, ugh. This is not this is not a fun round for me. I guess. <sighs> um. I don't know, I guess I would marry Attack of the Clones, because at least it's got, like, Obi-Wan being cool, and then fuck the Phantom Menace to get it over with.
1: I don't think we've discussed this before. Why is *The Revenge of the Sith* your least favorite Star Wars movie? I
0: I think it's the most wasted potential.
1: What would have your perfect *Revenge of the Sith* movie be, or would you I, even rename it?
0: I mean, I don't I don't care about the fucking name. Um, I care about the fact that the script is awful. Like, the dialogue in that movie is terrible. The whole, like, Padme dying a broken heart thing can die in a fire forever. Um, and it has maybe the worst moment of all of Star Wars, which is the no scream, which I laughed at in the theater. Yeah. And he, I mean, I Hayden Christensen can act when he has a director who can make him act and has a good
1: script, but he is flat out terrible. I feel like the movie had like so much potential and I feel like fourth grade me when I saw it like I thought that was like the greatest thing I've ever seen but I feel like now as an adult like I question a lot like I question the amount of CGI like I think that movie was like 90% of CGI
0: and it just like however it might have been cutting edge at the time it Mm -hmm. looks terrible now.
1: I just don't think it holds up the same. I mean, that movie has some of my favorite John Williams scores and, you know, some of my favorite scenes, but I just, I, I don't like watching it. Like, I just feel like an almost, like, just dis- no, not almost, like a disservice to Padme as a character. You know, we have this, you know, badass fighter, ruler, senator in the first, like, two movies, and then the first one, this one, she's just barefoot and pregnant the whole time, and it just, it's like why do this to her? Like there are these beautiful deleted scenes of her trying to fight for, you know, the rebellion or no, the creation of the rebellion. And just it's a shame that they took that out and they just made her a victim in this movie. And, you know, I accepted as a child that, you know, she died of a broken heart, you know, like, 10, 12-year-old me thought that, oh, okay, like, I get it. You know, she died of a broken heart. Like, that's so powerful. But, like, now I'm just, like, I just, I wish that she would have gotten more from these films. And it just, it's it's weird how this happens to, to characters and how just they're forgotten, let go. And just, it sucks seeing, you know, someone who... It's I love Almost
0: as if George Lucas is
1: really fucking terrible at writing women. Yeah. A lot of people a lot of people are. A lot of directors, a lot of writers are terrible at, you know, what they do with with women. And it just it it sucks seeing that and it's something that
0: I mean I mean Leia gets by on the pure drive of carrie fisher being awesome yeah because even like the you know like the tough things that Leia does are such like stereotypical like dude writing a quote-unquote strong woman bullshit but it works because it's carrie fisher and she is like oozing with charisma in those movies
1: Yeah, I just, I feel for Natalie Portman getting that script for the third movie, seeing, you know, how much she did in these movies, and I I just love Natalie Portman, like, she's a good actress, you know, she's educated, very smart, you know, she's very, she's just a good, she's a good person, I think. Uh,
0: Rebecca says,
1: fuck, Remindis Zithk.
0: marry Attack of the Clones and kill the Phantom Menace.
1: Okay. Alright, so now A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Emily? (sighs) A
0: New Hope's dead. I, I mean, I have a lot of affection for that movie. I genuinely love it, but there is some really long stretches of that movie being boring as hell. Um... fucking empire strikes back it's the best movie but it's not my favorite movie and i think that's the good i mean for me that's a choice for fuck because that's like the weird that's like the dark like fucked up movie so i mean obviously got to go with that and then marion return the jedi because it's just great and i love it and it has a happy ending and you get ewoks and i fucking love the ewoks You get Lando dancing with the Ewoks. Awesome.
1: That is an underrated scene. God, I don't know. Like. So. I got it. Th- I think I have to fuck Empire Strikes Back. Because. It's just a good film overall. You know, like, there's not one bad part of the movie. And I feel like it's great to have that in a fuck. And then, I Gotta Marry A New Hope. The OG, the original. Always there when you need it. And then, I Gotta Kill Return of the Jedi. And I have no good reason to kill Return of the Jedi other than I have to think about this through when I was playing the Star Wars Lego game and (laughs) the levels were so fucking long for Return of the Jedi. like I feel like I was on Endor for like five years or Jabba's Palace. Actually, yeah, I was on Jabba's Palace for seven years and Endor for eight because those levels lasted forever. And But also, there was a level on Hoth in Empire Strikes Back where I feel like I was there forever, too. But I just feel like my time with Return of the Jedi in that Lego game was just dreadful. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh... Rebecca
0: said, fuck A New Hope. Marry Empire Strikes Back, Kill Return of the Jedi. I don't want to kill Return of the Jedi, but given polygamy isn't allowed, I couldn't marry both a New Hope and the Empire Strikes Back.
1: Oh there we all go. Right. Sequels, what are you doing? Um uh, we gotta kill the Rise of Skywalker. Like we got to. Like it's our duty, you know, as owners of the Candomite dispatch, like we would be doing a disservice to all <laughs> if we did not kill the Rise of Skywalker. And I would – I think I have to marry The Force Awakens because, like, I I would want to marry The Last Jedi, but, like, there's so much hope in the end of The Force Awakens versus The Last Jedi, and I feel like being married to, like, that uncertainty – in the Rise of Sky Sco- or in The Last Jedi would be a little worrisome. And like there's just so much action and there's so much surprise that I think that I'm gonna marry the Force Awakens and fuck the last Jedi. Okay. What about you? Um I'm going to
0: kill the Rise of Skywalker and then I'm going to resurrect it and kill it a couple more times and then burn the ashes of it and then kill them. And then I am going to marry The Last Jedi because The Last Jedi, like, I mean, that's the closest I can choose to getting married to Ryan Johnson. And I love that movie. I think it's amazing. It's not without its flaws, but the good stuff outweighs everything else. I think it's the best made Star Wars movie. It's got some of my favorite things in it. Um, just I love the way Ryan makes movies and I love the way he thinks about shit and I love the way he thinks about Star Wars. And then I can like hang out with some porgs. And I think long term that movie is the one I can go back to the most. Uh so fuck the Forest Awakens, because I really liked it, but it's one of those like The Force Awakens for me, I think, is maybe actually like a really good one night stand, which is it's great at the time. And I can look back at it fondly. But if I was with it long term, like I, I start to see all this shit that annoys me about it more.
1: That's a good point. So how many times did you resurrect The Last Jedi, or The Rise of Skywalker?
0: I mean, a couple times. and I would eventually get bored because I don't want to spend my time like being negative on shit. But at least a couple of times.
1: I feel like... Every time we record or just every time, you know, I'm thinking about Star Wars, you know, I have I have like a new complaint about the rise of Skywalker. And I think my complaint of the day is how Rey was written, because, you know, we have this beautiful flower that Rey is, you know, in the first two movies. And then all of a sudden she kills Chewbacca. Like. What is this? Like. I just I feel like you know I was seeing the characters and you know I was feeling what they were feeling but like it was like they weren't actually these characters you know like I just I feel like there's just such like a disconnect with who these characters were in the last movie and who they are in this movie but also that could be said because you know a couple of years have or like a year has gone by but I just, I felt so disconnected from these people who I thought I knew, and then they're doing these crazy things, you know, because Palpatine's clone was in their head. I don't know. That's my complaint of the day. Okay, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't have any disagreement with it. That's great. All right, should we read what Rebecca had to say? Sure. Um, the sequels was, oh yeah, so she said that she would fuck The Rise of Skywalker, marry The Force Awakens, and kill The Last Jedi. The sequels was a hard, was the hardest to decide. The Last Jedi gets killed because that's the one that got the editing wrong the most. It was really difficult to watch things that a first year editing student should have gotten right. As for fucking The Rise of Skywalker, I'm only fucking it because it's a free fuck, and I know it's the last one I'm going to get for a while. Finally, an honorable mention to Rogue One Solo, but they are not part of the trilogy. For those two films, Solo gets a handjob and Rogue One gets the the gobbies? Go- gobbies. Uh, blowjobs.
0: That's what that's called? I mean, yeah, I mean, think of all this shitty, stupid slang we have for it.
1: That's interesting. That's just like Australian slang.
0: I'm I'm assuming as because gob is in like you know you're like shut your gob like shut your
1: mouth. Oh, I've never heard that before. Um, I I think I agree.
0: I mean, I'm not giving Solo a handjob. Solo doesn't get shit. Solo can can get killed even if I don't have three of them decide.
1: Yeah, I mean, like. I would touch the boner, but that's it like that's all, that that's all you're getting from solo like i I enjoyed solo like a little bit at the time, but like I'm not gonna make an effort to do more than that, and then, yeah, Rogue one, yeah, I agree with Rogue One. no, I'm gonna marry Rogue One, oh, okay, that works.
0: I like Rogue One a lot, oh, I haven't watched it in a long time. I just never think about putting it on.
1: I like I, I like it, though. I like the, you know, like, it's outside of Fuck, Mary Kill, but it's, like, it's still in the, in the ranks. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, I think
0: deciding what sexual acts you would do to the movies is a different, like, game, but not an entirely unfun one.
1: That's some, like, Geek Dudes-level stuff right there.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but apparently, fuck my kills are immature. So
1: really, I mean, they. I even I felt a little dirty saying boner on the podcast. So I don't know how they think we're the dirty ones.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're especially considering their latest episode. Go listen to the Geek Dudes.
1: Yeah, I was listening to a little bit of it on the treadmill, just basically, like I got to, they're talking about like Lady J and Jonesy, but I assume more have happened.
0: I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of um, fresh apparently uh, decrying having to give oral sex for long periods of time. Oh yeah, I got to that. I mean, I don't, I don't know if if Fresh still listens to our show, but buddy, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, honestly, if it's taking you that long, maybe the issue is not the woman.
1: So he's complaining like he doesn't want to be down there for an hour. Yeah, dude, some guys love would like that's like their I don't know, but he's complaining about that. Yeah. Oh, Fresh, no. <laughs> No. Like I said,
0: I don't know if he still listens, but if you do, like, dude, come on.
1: Fresh. Fresh. You can't complain, fresh. (laughs) You can't.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Thought we were actually, you know, maybe going to go a whole episode without just entirely talking about other podcasts, but <laughs> thank uh, you, Rebecca.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, we have one more email from Rabia, but I think since we're an hour and 30 in that we're just going to save it for next week. Cause it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty lengthy email and it's something that I think will get us to discuss for a little bit. So I think we should save it for next week. Yeah, that sounds good. Wonderful. All right, Emily, uh, where can we find you in the podcast on social media?
0: The podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at Cantobite Pod, and you can write us cantobitepod at gmail dot com. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind.
1: You? I am on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger and on Animal Crossing, so I kind of don't know what I'm doing, so I don't know if like you can like add people or anything, but I, I'm on there. Just, you know, find me and add me and visit Chili's. Alright, everyone. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
2: Here we go. Legaspes. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry
0: the ladies where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Sabrina, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, it can even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on grit with a ginger main. mane. Yeah, that's fire. Love on
2: the rocks leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shy, especially when y'all Whips out his cocktail. Yeah. Canto Bite, episode 100. Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls, E and B, deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I gotta drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches. This one's for my bitches. Bitches only for the bitches, throw your hands up bitches on my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies. Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity dude I didn't forget this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches Rubia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse Mcgee busted a rap for me Met her and horse, be it scum and villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without less boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if yattle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.